Jesus is awesome. It's powerful. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is incompatible. Amen. Praise God. He has no rival. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the last one that tried it, toppled down all the way from heaven to earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, God, our God is unequal. Praise the Lord. Incompatible in his glory, in his power, in his majesty. Praise God. Who is like unto our God? Great in counsel, mighty indeed. Amen. Indeed, yes. Let's turn to the scriptures. The epistle according to James, chapter 4, verses 13 to 17. James 4, 13 to 17. Now, this is how it goes. Now listen. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city. Spend a year there. Carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Father, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. We pray that you would refresh our spirits Yank us out of our lethargic state into your very presence. We pray that Christ will be exalted in this house. We pray that your will be made known to us. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in Jesus' name. Every critical spirit be stilled. May Christ be exalted. Your name be glorified. Hallelujah. Your purpose be fulfilled. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Come on now. One version says, listen. James pens it down and he's trying to get the attention of his readers. He is calling them out and drawing their attention. In other words, through a colloquial phrase, he's trying to nudge them and grab their undivided attention to what he wants to share. This is how he says to a group of people, who are planning everything. Now when you study the Bible, the Bible is not against making plans. Praise God. In other words, the Bible is actually 
promotes making plans regardless of what we do in our lives. But James is drawing our attention, every reader's attention, to an element that is missing in this planning that is drawn out here. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and then you end up saying something was missing? Or have you ever sat to eat a meal and finally you conclude that something was missing? James looked at their plan, an elaborate plan, and he's saying, hey guys, something is missing. So today's message is titled, What is Missing? Praise the Lord. In our life journey, we all plan things out. And one of the most crucial element in our planning ought to be something that James highlights here. So let's look at the plan, elaborate plan, that James is talking about. James is saying, it's a group of people who are saying today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Nothing wrong with this plan. Look, the plan is scheduled today or tomorrow. The destination is already set, such and such a town. The duration is already set. Spend an year there. The intent is well thought out. What is it? We're going to trade. Good. The outcome is predicted. We will make a profit. Nothing wrong with any of this plan. But James is saying, listen. There is something that is missing in this equation. This plan, if anything, it draws or put light on the mindset of the individuals involved in the planning. Their mindset shows that they are self-confident. Nothing wrong in having confidence. They are self-confident, self-absorbed, self-driven. Hmm. Yes. Self-indulgent, self-centered, self-assured. What's missing? The God element is missing in their planning. And mind you, James says... How he highlights, he says, they're saying, we will go. As if nothing can slow them down. Praise God. To be motivated is good. To be driven is good. To be purpose driven is good. And everyone should be purpose driven. If so, what is it that James is trying to say? James is saying, listen, you know, all these things are well provided you add on the key element, the God equation in all of our planning. Praise the Lord. 
Bible, as I said, don't speak against planning, but Bible encourages us to have God elements included in our planning. The plan that is presented by James, or as he hears, it is a plan excluding God. God excluded plans. So he's saying, add God in. It should be a God-inclusive plan. What plan? Not only this plan, every one of our plannings. Our personal plannings, our plans as family, whether it is spiritual, sometimes we only give room or thought to God and spiritual principles to the spiritual arenas of our lives. That's not how it ought to be. God should be in every arenas of our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In every phase of our lives, we ought to give room for God. Praise the Lord. Add God. Praise God. Make God the priority in all of our plannings. Praise the Lord. Come up with plans that are inclusive of God. Include God in our pictures, in our plannings. Praise the Lord. How do you do it? James puts it like this. This is what we ought to say. This is how we ought to verbalize. It's not only verbalizing, but verbalizing ought to be backed up with action. Praise the Lord. Yes, if God willing, we will live and do this or that. Not, in other words, have a right mindset. Praise the Lord. What does incorporating a simple phrase like, if God willing, does, praise the Lord. You know what it shows? It shows we are giving elbow room to God. It shows that we are allowing God to have a last word in all our plannings. It shows that God, we acknowledge that he has the right to rule and to overrule. Praise the Lord. Knowing God can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, where he wants, should make us very humble and simply just fall, lean on God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Quite often people use this as a charm. It's not meant to be a charm, but a right mindset, a right attitude that affects our being and our behavior. Praise the Lord. So when we use the phrase, if God willing, it's not just a simple religious charm or a religious jargon or a cliche that we use, but rather it is a phrase that should affect, impact our life, our behavior, our conduct. 
Praise the Lord. Every time we make a move in our lives, when we plan our personal life, our life as a plus, as a family, when we pick and choose our vocation, praise the Lord. What, whatever decision we do, make in our lives, allow God to have a say-so. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen. Quite often when we put God out of our planning, we are self-centered and we want to, we don't want to honor God. You know, there are people who have tremendous confidence in self. As I said, there's nothing wrong in having, being self-confident, but it could not, as a child of God, we have to give room for God to rule and to overrule in every arenas of our lives. I have seen people who are very confident saying this and that, and they will do this and they will do that. Very good. I encourage them. Praise the Lord. You know, and then, then I hear people saying, you ask them, are you coming to church tomorrow? God willing, I'll come to church tomorrow. Hey, you're going to be coming for the Bible study? God willing, I'll do so. Well, let me tell you, God wills that you be in the church. God wills that you be part of the assembly. Who said so? The Bible says so. The Bible is very clear. Do not forsake the assembling of yourself. It's very clear. So what is clear in the scripture, you don't have to use God willing because that's when it becomes a cliche. And sometimes we try to hide behind it. Praise God. And then... Praise the Lord. When we make decisions, when we plan our plannings, we need to give room for God to work in our lives. Now look at the reasoning that James brings in. Why is he saying, say it, say it, God willing? Why? He gives a couple of reasons. Number one, this is what he says. You know, look what he says. Why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. The uncertainty of life. Praise the Lord. Don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow, we don't even know what's going to happen the next second. That's the fact. But we ought to know God knows and we do not. Praise the Lord. God knows the future. We don't know the future. God can see the future. We can see the future. We are limited beings, finite beings, but God is infinite. He knows everything about the future. So when you and I, who are limited beings, when we plan, we say, God willing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, God willing. Praise the Lord. We, by saying so, we are acknowledging the fact that God has the power, praise the Lord, the insight to know the future and to control the future. Praise God. He not only knows what's ahead of us, he also knows how to control it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Second reason that James gives there is very interesting. He says, look at life. What is life? That's what he says. What is life? It's just like a mist, like a vapor that appears and 
disappears. So he gives the second reason. He says, look, life is short. And when we think about that, it should keep our feet on the ground. The Greek word for mist is atmos, which gives us our word atmosphere. Praise God. James is thinking about the morning mist that appears. And as soon as the sun rays hits, we see the mist just disappears. It's winter. Early in the morning, if you step out, and as you breathe, inhale and exhale. As you exhale, you can see actually your breath. You know, you see that vapor coming out of your mouth. And just as you're looking at it, poof, it's gone. Right in front of your eyes. That with just you exhaled, you know, it, you, it just forms before you and it's gone. And he's saying, life is such. Praise God. So planning is good, but we incorporate God and we are saying, God willing, if only he wills, I will live. If only he lives, I can move forward. If only God wills, I can plan. If only God wills, I can execute the plan. If only God wills, I can fulfill the plan. So give God the elbow room. And the final word, praise the Lord. This is how John Blanket puts it, and I quote, The moment a man is born, he begins to die. And death could come at any time. By design, disease, disaster, or decay. Man is not here to stay. He is here to go, end quote. In the light of this truth, what can we do? What truth? That life is like a mist. Praise the Lord. What can we do? Number one, make sure of your destination. Praise the Lord. We can't stop what has been designed, the Bible says. For it is appointed unto man once to die. After this, the judgment. So the Bible is very clear. Praise the Lord. If that's the case, we need to make a decision today. Make a determination today about our destiny and our destination. Every one of us who are here, who's listening to me in the sanctuary, listening to me over the live streaming, you ought to be sure where your destiny is. Praise the Lord. Where are you heading? Praise God. Life is short. The most important planning that you can ever make is to know where you will spend your eternity with Christ or without Christ. Praise the Lord. If we are sure and it is appointed according to the scripture, it is foolishness if we would not plan for where we will spend our eternity. Second, live in the light of 
eternity. Live in the light of eternity. What does that mean? What does that mean? Make your decision in the light of eternity. Praise the Lord. Every decision that we make, we make it in the light of eternity. Praise God. What we decide here can impact our eternity. Praise the Lord. Having Christ in your life will determine your destiny with or without Christ. What you do for Jesus here will impact, determine the quality of your life in eternity. What does that mean? Praise the Lord. We all have eternal life. Praise the Lord. But when we stand before Jesus, we have to give an account of our life, everything that we did. Praise God. And that will determine the quality. Praise the Lord. In other words, who's who up there will be decided now here. Live in the light of eternity. Praise the Lord. Use the opportunity God gives you to do the best for Jesus. Praise God. Don't do a half-baked job. Don't do a half-hearted job. Don't do a lousy job. Everything that you do for Jesus, put your very best. It counts here and it will count up there. Praise God. Somebody is taking a tally on this. Believe it or not. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. Third, incorporate not only the phrase, God willing, but incorporate the will of God in your life. Praise the Lord. The way to go, God willing. God willing, as I said, is not a cliche, not a religious jargon, but rather affirming our reliance on God. Praise God. Yes, God wills. Praise God. God wills. Praise God. If so, you and I ought to know what is it that God wills. Listen to me. First, we said as we plan and as we articulate our plan, we make sure that we say, if God willing, because what? Because we don't know about tomorrow. Two, because life is short. Praise God. Hallelujah. We'll live in the light of eternity. But then when we study the scripture, we do also know that God wills. That there is a will of God. And the Bible explicitly shows what the will of God is. There are will of God that is explicit. And there are will of God that you and I personally need to know and find out what the will of God is concerning our lives. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let me touch on the, some of the explicit will of God. You know, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Praise God. That's the will of God. There's no ifs and buts. There is no need for debate. That's the will of God, our sanctification. Praise the Lord. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 
I initiated a plan. And I said, if God will be, the plan went through. Praise be to God. I initiated a plan. And I said, if God willing, the plan did not go through, it fell apart. Give thanks to God. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Look how the Bible encourages us and says it is unwise not to know the will of God. Ephesians 5, 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Praise the Lord. We need to understand. If we need to understand, I mean, there is a will of God. Praise God. We need to understand the will of God. If you don't know God's will, we can always ask. Praise God. People make it sound as if it's a mystery. You know, if God has a will for our lives, God wants to convey that to us, communicate that to us, and he will Provided we make ourselves available, prepared to hear of him. Praise the Lord. You know, I don't know how many of us pray for the will of God to be done in our lives. You know, Jesus, when he taught to pray, his disciples, how does he say? And pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praise God. In a seven-sentence prayer, if Jesus incorporated that, you think it's not important? Look at Paul's prayer, Colossians 1.9. I want to draw your attention. And I pray that every leader in this church, every minister in this church, Every leader who's spearheading any kind of ministry in this church, you ought to pray this prayer for those who are working with you. Listen what Paul says. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Wow! Have you ever prayed that prayer for someone? Lord, I pray that you would fill all our brothers and sisters with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You know, in the same epistle, Paul writes about Ephaphras, a prayer warrior, and he talks, he brags about Ephaphras' prayer lifestyle. And this is what he says, Ephaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He's always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all of the will of God, mature and fully assured. Hey, listen. One, pray. Pray for your children. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your leaders. Pray for your co-brothers. What? Lord, that they may know the will of God. And once they know the will of God, what is it that we pray? We pray, Lord, that they may stand firm in all of the will of God. Why? Because the time 
dreams are such where there is the world alluring us, beckoning us, the pressures pushing us, praise God, the pressures compressing us to move out of the will of God. And the Bible says we ought to become men and women who pray that we will stand firm in all of the will of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Standing firm in all of the will of God. Praise God. Paul writing to the Romans, he puts it like this. Praise God how important it is for us to know the will of God. Be prepared to receive and know the will of God. And do not be confirmed to this world, but be, but be he transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what that is, the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Praise God. People take this word and they interpret it like this, that the will of God is three-layered. And one layer is good, the second layer is acceptable, the third layer is perfect. Praise God. No, that's not how it is. Praise God. There are three descriptions of the same will of God. Praise God. The will of God is good. Praise God. God is good. His will for you is good. Praise God. Hallelujah. We ought to find the good will of God, the acceptable will of God, the perfect will of God, and abide by it and stand firm on the will of God. And it is only available when we renew our mind. Praise God. Saying no to the world and saying yes to the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, saying no to be confirmed with the world, but saying yes as the word of God and the spirit of God wants to transform me, transform us from the inside out so that we know the mind of God, the will of God concerning our lives and stand firm on the will of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. To be in the will of God means that our lives are submitted to God's will. Praise God. An attitude that relies on Him. Praise God. Not just confident in self, but confident in Christ. Not self-centered life, but God-centered life. Not self-centered life, but Christ-centered life. Praise God. Warren Worsby was speaking in a conference. After the conference, a young lady came up to him and said, I am afraid to do the will of God. Worsby questioned her and asked her, why? Why are you afraid to do the will of God? She said, I'm afraid God will tell me something dangerous to do. So I don't want to do it. Bursby put it like this. It is very dangerous not to do the will of God. In fact, the most safest place is to be in the will of God. Praise God. My friend, Praise God. Are you running away from the will of God? Praise God. It is dangerous to be away from the will of God. 
the most safest place is to be in the will of God. It's in the will of God. You thrive. It's in the will of God. You grow. It's in the will of God. You bloom. It's in the will of God that you blossom. It's in the will of God. You prosper. What does that mean? There will be no challenges? No, 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 no. Praise God. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of the Father who sent me and to finish the task at hand. Praise God. Being in the will of God does not make us immune to challenges, to obstacles, to hurdles, but being in the will of God releases the provision of God, releases the power of God, releases the grace of God, releases the anointing of God to override every situation, every obstacle by His power, by His grace, in the will, overriding every challenges of life. Being in God's will. Praise God. Hallelujah. Quite often people want to know the will of God. They want to know the will of God. Not to do the will of God. But to consider whether it should be done or not. Don't do that. Don't play that game with God. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's will is not for consideration. God's will is so that we would align. Sometimes it may take time. Praise God to know the will of God. But once you know the will of God, God expects you and me to obey the will of God. Praise God. The safest place is to be in the will of God. Look how James puts this. He says, the last words, Praise God. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Praise God. Hallelujah. The good, acceptable, perfect will of God. You know it, you do it. Praise God. You know it, you do it. You know it, you do it. When we fail to do that which we do not know, that which we know, that, James says, it is sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the midst of challenges, in the midst of test, trials, temptation, stand firm in the will of God. May God empower us to do so. We will sing a song and we will submit ourselves to God. Praise God. As we are recapping, make sure that God is in our planning. Praise God. Hallelujah. If God willing. Praise God. What does that mean? Lord, that means I yield myself to you. I submit my will to your will. Praise God. I acknowledge that you have the last word. I acknowledge that you can rule and overrule. I acknowledge you have the elbow rule. I acknowledge that you have a last word on my life. Praise God. Take it into consideration, my friend, that God knows all things. Our knowledge is limited. Praise God. So we trust in God. Life is short. 
Praise God. Make right choices in life. Praise God. Choices that would make sure you have a destiny. You have your eternity locked with Jesus. Praise God. Every opportunity that God gives you here, make it count. It will count here and it will count there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Search, know the will of God. Pray that you abide by the will of God. Pray for your children. Pray for your friends. Pray for your co-believers. Pray for your leaders that they will stand firm in all of the will of God. May God help us to do his will. Blessings.